0: Our sermon text for today comes from the book of John. John chapter 12, verses 20 through 33. John chapter 12, starting in verse 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request Sir, they said we would like to see Jesus Philip went to tell Andrew and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus Jesus replied the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified I tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am my servants also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, Save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. This is the word of God for the people of God. Jesus is beginning to prepare his disciples for what's going to happen. Next week, we'll walk into Jerusalem with Jesus as he goes into the last week of his time for ministry on earth. Here he tells his disciples that the end is coming. The story starts out here with People coming to Jesus, but they don't really come directly to Jesus. There's some Greeks who are there and they come to Philip. And Philip goes to Andrew. And then Philip and Andrew go to Jesus. Now, we like to believe sometimes that there was no hierarchy in the early church. But there was. There was a system of leadership within the early church, even the disciples. So when Philip gets approached by these Greeks, he goes to Andrew, and then Andrew and Philip go to Jesus with the request from these Gentiles, non-Greeks, that they want to meet Jesus. Do you notice Jesus doesn't ever answer the question? He doesn't ever say, yeah, bring them up, or no, don't bring them up. He basically says, now's not the time. Now's the time for something else. Now's the time when we have to prepare for what's coming. We have to prepare for what is going to happen. And Jesus uses the word hour. This hour. In other words, it's not going to happen down the road. It's not going to happen a long time from now. It's going to happen very quickly. And so Jesus is preparing his disciples for what comes next, for what God's plan is for them and for all of humanity. That Jesus is going to die on a cross says he's going to be lifted up so that he might draw all men unto him. But he also says in this passage that when he's lifted up, that Satan is going to be defeated. He says that Satan's not going to have control over us. And what we need to remember is is no matter what's going on in our situation, no matter what's going on in our lives, Satan doesn't win. Wouldn't it be wonderful to go into a war and know the outcome? To know that, hey, I've already won. What would a boxing match be like if the one guy already knew he'd won? Now, Most of the time, they think they've won. But if they knew they'd won already, first of all, why would you prepare? If I already knew that I'd beat somebody, this is just me now. I'm not going through all that work. (laughs) Pizza, ice cream, you know, that will be my workout regimen. I probably have to box heavyweight though because I might be quite large. Sometimes that's the problem with us as Christians though. We don't put in the work necessary to live a life that follows Jesus Christ. We get lazy because we know the outcome. We know that Basically, our ticket's punched. And this is one of my struggles and my frustrations with the church. When the church and the people of the church say, Well, I'm taken care of. I have a ticket for heaven. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. But that's not what we're called to do. That's not what God has for us to do. We are called to serve Jesus Christ, to follow Him and follow His teachings. That's what we're called to do. Now, we need to remember that Jesus knew the outcome. Jesus knew what was going to happen from the very beginning. He knew that He was going to win, yet He did all of the things that God had called Him to do. God called Him to teach, to instruct, to deal with the disciples, to heal people, to never have much time for himself. Yet Jesus did all of those things knowing he was going to overcome Satan. So why did he do it? He did it because he wanted to show us how we are to live our lives. If we think being a Christian is something easy, if we think being a Christian is just sitting back and saying, well, I'm taken care of, then we don't understand what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a Christian is to follow Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't have to die on a cross to save himself. He had no need to be saved. There was nothing to be saved from. Yet, he did all of the things within God's plan. We as Christians are called to do the same thing, to follow the teachings of Jesus, to follow the guidelines that Jesus has set before us so that others may know. How do you think Jesus is going to bring all people to him? That's through us. That's what the church is called to do. We're called to reach out to other people, to show them the love of Jesus Christ, to show them what it means to us to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to do all that's necessary to see that God's plan and God's goals are reached. Sometimes I think we have this idea that being a Christian is all about us. And the reality is, it's about us and our relationship with God, but it's about everybody else we come into contact with. It's about all those that we touch in our daily lives. It's about showing others who God is. Who God is to us. And if we do that, then others will see God. Others will come to know Him. Others will understand why He died. And He will truly be glorified. Satan wins when the church sits still. Satan wins when the church just says, okay, our doors are open. Come on in. Has that worked? hasn't worked too well. But yet that's the way some churches do missions. How are we going to touch people in our community? How are we going to touch people in our lives? That's what we need to look at as Christians. We're called by God to be His people, to touch others with His love. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable all the time. We live in a world today where it's not easy to be a Christian. Now, it's not as bad as it was in the first century, at least not in this country, we're not getting locked up if we tell other people about Jesus Christ. But I think that's made us a little bit weak also, a little bit uncommitted. One of the greatest sermons that I've ever heard in my entire life was in seminary. It was a seminarian who was just getting ready to graduate from seminary after three years And then he was going home. And he was going to begin his ministry. His English wasn't real good. But it was still the best sermon that I've ever heard. He was going home to China, where he had come from. Knowing very well that he may be thrown into prison, that he may die, I'll tell you what, that brings power. Understanding that there is nothing that can separate us from God's love if we'll serve Him, if we'll follow Him. They may be able to take our lives. They may be able to take all that we have, all of our physical things. But they can never take us away from God or God away from us. We need to understand that. That's where our power comes from. That's where our strength is in understanding that if we will follow Jesus Christ wherever He leads, whatever He calls us to do, then He will be glorified. Jesus understood that. He went to the cross willingly knowing what it would cost him. Separation from God for three days. Yet he chose to do it so that we would never, ever be separated from God. Let us live as if Jesus lives in us. Let us live As God's people. Amen.